0: Welcome to the Central Valley Politics podcast, brought to you from the Student Media Center at California State University Stanislaus, home to the Signal, student-run newspaper, and 91.9 KCSS, the Valley's true alternative college radio station. You can find both online at csusignal.com or kcss.net. I'm your host, Shannon Stevens. When I'm not hosting podcasts, I'm a professor here at Stan State in the Department of Communication Studies. And whenever we have an election cycle, I teach a class in political communication where we study history and theory as a means of better understanding the rhetoric surrounding current political campaigns. This year, we wanted to reach out to a larger audience to share what we're learning about the local candidates that we'll be electing next week. In this episode, Clara Zapian, a student from my political communication class as well as a reporter for The Signal, and Alondra de la Cruz who serves as both an editor at The Signal student newspaper and as the program director at KCSS, Join me as we interview Jaime Franco, a newcomer to politics, who is running for a seat in the newly formed Turlock District 2. We also took the time to interview Mr. Franco in Spanish, so please be sure to give that podcast a listen, as well as share it with your Spanish-speaking friends. I hope you enjoy today's Central Valley Politics podcast. If you have anything you'd like us to research for you or discuss, please tweet the signal at CSUSignal. Or me, at Shannon Stevens. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. You can also email us at Podcasts at gmail.com. And remember, every vote counts, so get out there and make a difference. Welcome to Central Valley Politics Podcast. This is your host, Shannon Stevens. And with us today, we have Jaime Franco, who is running for District 2 City Council. Welcome, Jaime. Thank you. Um, And today, our students, I will have them introduce themselves. I am Clara Zapien. I am
1: part of The Signal newspaper as a writer, and I'm also part of Dr. Shannon Stevens' political communication course.
2: Hi, my name is Alondra. I am program director for KCSS and an editor and reporter for The Signal.
0: All right, welcome, everybody. So we're going to take some turns uh, asking you some questions, sir, and we're going to have Clara start us off.
1: Yeah, thank you for being here. So, my first question is what inspired you to run for city council?
3: Basically, it's just because our community being neglected for 40 years and I come for the uh, farm workers, uh, first generation I happens to this kind of bring me back memories. I used to be the director of radio station here at this university. I have a political science from this Stanislaus State, and I'm proud. And thank you for having me here.
2: No, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming in, Jaime. Um, what, in, what is your work and life experience? With your life and your work and all of this, why? Let me start that again. <laughs> um, in your work and life experience, what do you think makes you the right person for this job?
3: Basically, it's, uh, you know, when uh, I felt the pain and suffer because I myself was a farm worker for 10 years and then worked at a dairies. And finance my way all the way to university. Luckily, my father have a little bit of money, and the guys that fought for us to go to the universities make all that possible. So, I'm first generation uh, for farm uh, labor. My father was uh, they call bracero, and so some people probably don't even know what it is. But it was just when the World War II, or World War, yeah, World War Two was taking place, and my father came to help out with the fields, and so he brought me along years later. But I also suffered from some own family to be deported. So I'm very experienced to, you name it, uh, from immigration to work in the fields, to become a professional, to fight them, achieve a university. I went here and I also went to Pennsylvania University, Hamilton University. Somehow I helped to manage without the skill. I learned English when I was uh, 16. So, and I still speak with an accent, but I feel proud of having an accent. I'm really a Mexican, but also an American. So I have the desire to fight for our community because they are our voice and they are the ones that we have respond. And I probably don't have the money anymore or the finances, but I have the heart for my people.
2: Thank mm-hmm. you. My grandfather was actually about a bracero too, and oh, that's one of the reasons yeah. why my mom's here in this country. Wow. So yeah. we have a lot in
3: common. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so do you have a philosophy or guiding principle that you live by?
3: Well, basically, uh, I, I personally have my own, but I also study a lot of uh, the past, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Cesar Chavez, uh, cricket or crackers, something like that. But uh, it's nothing else but our own selves because even here at the university when I was here, uh, I needed to to fight for the rights of the students and I hope uh, the students that we have fighting so badly are yourselves because you are the future and you are the ones that I came a little emotional because this is comes home, and we really want you to be there. Actually, I'm doing it for our community, but also for a new generation, for you guys, and I'm glad to hear that you have that commitment, that effort. But the word to me is perseverance. I just have a dream back then, but the dream is today that I'm here. I thought that maybe my time will never come like any other Or even president that we have now that we thought maybe we'll never have the president like that. And we maybe have a woman also. I don't want to get into that much. But, but things have changed so drastically. And I committed to the better of all communities, not only ours, but all communities that have experienced the same suffering. And because we don't have the means of resources, but, you know, it's our heart and, and mind that is more important than money.
2: I see, um, so what do you think are the biggest issues that Turlock will be facing in the next four years, particular, particularly in your uh, form of district?
3: Well, basically, we have problems with the roads. They're destroying our cars, and there's the means of way to go work and school and and taking kids to, you know, whatever. But the the roads are, are a mess, and, and I don't know why and how that passed on, and they keep passing the bucket, saying that there is no money. But i seen the big business in other areas in town uh, being uh, repaved almost every year and, and it's just hurt. her community, her us, that's like a slap in the face why are they saying that they don't have black table when they put it all over a- elsewhere in the town, we need we can use a little bit of that you know for a fact, we don't have the, the money, we don't have the housing, we don't have the education we don't have the resources, but please help us a little bit, you know, we can all share so uh, that's why I, I'm committed to to know, and maybe if there's more resources or business that want to come and help us, please do, because, you know, we wanted to make this even better and, and more beautiful. Torlak is a beautiful town.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see any problems with um, education or crimes in that district?
3: Well, definitely. I mean, as I remember in my days, we were only like 5% uh, of all uh, university graduates and, and less and less and more dropouts, and, and, and crime is uh, totally up there. And, and we are the ones that are suffering with... With homeless, crime, gangs, and and everything else you name it, we got it, and that's why I say, yeah, we we can do better, and our community deserves better. And and like I said, the roads, the lights, the sidewalks, everything is, I can say almost a mess because it's it's, it, we can do better. I mean, we have to put our minds together, you know, our, our efforts together, but we need to do something. And I know there's people there that they have foundations, they have other means of having money, businesses, anything. But we're willing even to pay, like they say, uh, Proposition L is nothing. One cent, half a cent is nothing. But we need a road because this is destroying our cars and, and our, our communication. And that's why we need communication is the basic infrastructure. It's a must. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lots of passion there. Yeah. That's fantastic. All
0: right. So, um, so I have a question for you that it relates to passion, actually. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to help my students understand is why it is so important to vote. And this particular election is like cycle, especially on the national scale, has been so very ugly that it's really hard to keep my students engaged in wanting to get out there. So can you tell them why it matters that they vote?
3: well we all matter i mean it's, it's nothing else but you know it's maybe part of our problem is ourselves because we don't do what is required for us to do and serve us ourselves to vote to have our voice uh, being heard and we count and i do know that's a fact because the less we uh, keep making excuses the more we go behind but uh, the more we can push ourselves into to know there is obviously an opportunity. This is one of the biggest opportunities, and these elections are making history, even to myself, because that's why I speak with so much passion that we need one another, and this is crucial for all of us. We miss this golden opportunity, then we don't need to cry out loud or cry wolf later, because if it wasn't this, you know, it have caused me... I probably got ruined anyway because you know. I, but I don't care because I never got money anyway. So, but this is this has been more the effort for effort that I have put in my community, and I appreciate the opportunity and everybody that is behind of this. But you know, sometimes I kind of lose my voice because, uh, like I say, I speak with an accent, and when I get emotional, emotional, probably my English is keep breaking. But that's kind of natural too. Mm-hmm.
2: What is your decision-making process when it comes to your campaign communication? Like, how do you get your message out? to well, your audience
3: I, I basically is a word of mouth because I don't I don't know much about this new except that I have a Facebook or whatever somebody's helping me uh, everybody helped me somehow somewhere but but my my message is to a little groups that uh, Donut Chops uh, uh, 7-eleven as is, is we do in Mexico a little store pub and mom whatever we just keep talking 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 to one another and it's like inside uh, the type of information and, and so people know, and they pass on the information, and it has, it's a word of mouth, and it's been very effective. Even when there were wards and there were other things, there's nothing like you communicate to people, and you say, yeah, we can trust this person. I know that person, so it's a basic uh, roots, and it's the roots of us that, yeah, this is great communication on, on these uh, webs and all that, but it's nothing else when you hear somebody. I, I believe in hearing people.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd love to ask a follow-up on that. Uh, so a lot of my research is about um, farm activism. So I just have to ask, is that sort of um, going to corner stores and talking to people? Did you pick that up from your readings on Chavez, from other sort of farm labor activism?
3: Well, yes, because you know I happens to be in some of the Chavez uh, kind of uh, activities. And we happens to be in one of the strikes. And the way we went about, it was because there was no money. There was no, no, no. It's just a little radio, and through the radio, Signals. There was uh, um, immigrants that communicate, but the way we also communicate was more like our voice, and our voices are more within our neighborhoods that we commun- communicate among each other, and then we know and we can trust because we don't tr- we cannot trust the establishment somehow. We've been resented, and that's why our communities are kind of quiet. They heard him, but they heard him quietly. And so they don't have the means and the papers and the education sometimes, but they have their voice and word, but they only share among themselves and a lot of mistrust on the other... Uh, you know establishment or reach or whatever because we don't feel that we belong and still today I feel like there is still a lot of races if I can say you know and but it's good because it's open now we can deal with it in the past I have to deal with it and I missed a few jobs when I was at the university because due to the fact that I speak with an accent but hey they, they haven't determined to continue I have find other ways and means to provide a uh, way of uh, earning my money, but uh, you know I've been effective because I think I have determination, and 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 I don't know what else. God uh, helped help me with uh, some tools that I don't know, but it is there.
1: Thank you, thank you. So do you consider yourself a liberal or a conservative?
3: That through this, I don't consider myself a, a, any, any, anything because that will be labeling myself, and I don't want to uh, separate uh, uh, our communities and our neighborhoods because they don't uh, think that they don't even know what it is. And we put labels on means or whatever. Even myself, when they say Democrats, Republicans, liberals, whatever, I don't even know what it is, even myself being an educated and being going through two universities, and who knows what else I have read. I have read everything in literature or nothing, but it don't mean nothing to me. To me, it's just you go with your heart and feeling and trust, and, and, and that's to me the most important thing is, if they trust you and like you, more likely it doesn't matter the rest, and they vote for you because it's their decision, and, and that, as I, I always have say, I'll respect that even if they don't, if I'm not the best candidate, but at least uh, they have taken me serious because I respect them, and they respect me.
0: Thank you. All right, I want to ask you just a couple of questions on, um, we have this crazy ballot this, uh, this election cycle, so I just want to ask you about a couple of those things. Um, first, where do you stand on the Turlock Unified School District Bond Measures? That's the N and O, the stuff that's aimed at raising money for improving elementary and high school infrastructure.
3: Well, you know, I, I would say that I support everything that has uh, something that will improve and help our education and students, and everything is in that, and I'll be honest, I, I, I look at those uh, propositions and, and make it worse every time because every time it's more confusing and you say yes and it, it, you, you go to the opposite and you say no and then you're doing the opposite too. So uh, it's not clear. All, all, all these propositions is, is, is kind of a mess to me because every time I try to look at it, I, I think I end up giving the wrong uh, answer. I don't know why, but, but I, I only say that, I, that I, I'm for everything that improve uh, our communities and education.
0: Yeah, the, the propositions really are out of control. Uh, the signals issue that came out today, November 2nd, actually tries to break that down for folks because that is that is confusing. Um, the other one you've already mentioned, but I'd still like to hear where you stand on the Measure L, the tax increase aimed at improving the transportation stuff.
3: Yeah, I I, I, I support it basically because, you know, it, it kind of hit home and hits my, my neighborhood and my streets. And the where I live, you know, we need that money to cover, you know, the pavement. And it has gone so far that maybe not even resurfaced. These roads maybe need to reconstruct. They have let go 40 years. Now they have to redo the roads. So it's kind of sad, but that's the, the, the reality. And if they could repave, then, maybe there was just a minor touch-up that there's no more touch-up. This, these roads are destroyed. And uh, that's why I support you know the roads. And, and I know because I've I seen that constantly in, in the basin and other hearings, but the reality, uh, I, I can consider myself an ignorant when it comes to all these measures because it, it just messes me up.
0: Thank you. Do
2: you have um, political aspirations beyond city council?
3: Well, I have to be honest, no. The reason being because I don't have no experience and uh, maybe it's in my best interest not to have experience in anything or the taste of money or the taste of corruption. So I am uh, have my, my uh books open, my bank accounts open, everything is open to the public, and I want them to give overview, because for the most part, once you touch money, I think it becomes temptation, and I want to get out of that temptation. I don't even touch anything that comes through my accounts, because banks and accountants and other people taking that aside, and if you have an inspiration to be a politician or going to the political, whatever, that's in the long run, and I'm too old. I'm retiring maybe within two three years, so I'm just doing it a, just to be an inspirational for other that I can make it when they are in 30s, 40s. I'm almost 60, so it's, it's kind of late in the game. I, I I don't have no more inspirations.
0: <laughs> may, may I ask what you're retiring from? What have you been doing with yourself? Well, I,
3: I'm a professional salesman. I mean, so I've been doing that, but I also work with migrant education. I've been in the educational system, and I have done, like I say, farming uh, offices, uh, dairies, uh, welding. I have done like 30 professions. I have about 17 certificates for different things that I have done uh, along through my life and that have allowed me to have a better feeling for all all, all the kind of walks of life. But uh, in the political agenda, I work a little bit, but it was rough then when I have the chance, but we don't have the votes and we don't have the support or, 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 or what we needed. Today we do. We have our people, the numbers, everything is in our side. It's a golden opportunity not to miss. Even if they miss me, don't miss the next chance to have somebody. And more Hispanics, we lack in like 600 uh, city councils because we don't have them. And there's a lot of people qualified but maybe they don't have the determination and the face. And, and I, I think what I have is that I, I'm very outspoken, and that's why I guess it kind of called home, and I, I maybe have what it takes or the character because uh, people are afraid or they have other problems or whatever. But I also do, and, and one reporter told me if I'm afraid, yes, I am because I know basically this is going to ruin everything I do in life, but that is sometimes the price you pay to be in this kind of arena.
0: Thank
1: you. Thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't talked about?
3: Well, I can add that uh, things have changed so much that nobody can be left behind. We have all the opportunities that we have, and the educational system, the the, uh, scholarships, and uh, I can say uh, education is the key. But uh, along with that is family, family structure, family unit, everything, family, 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 First thing, we have to have our families together. And I think that's one of the strengths that have helped me through all the things that I have acquired and achieved because my folks are still together, and I still feel like I have love through that. It's love, love, family, and education for us to move along. And maybe love each other. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. And the last question I have for you, um, looking into the future, in five or ten years, what would you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be known
3: for? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, that nothing else but a person that was determined to fight to everything he have. but most is I have given my heart and my sweat and my, my blood to my people, and that's all, all I, I want to let them know that, that there is hope that we can and our community deserve better and it has hurt. that is so much opportunities that this country has allowed us and let it be wasted in the streets and in the crime and every other things that why? Because we are hardworking people, our parents, our families, but why do they only put emphasis in, in, in drugs and other things that, that hurt our communities? And instead of saying, look, this guy went to, I don't know, to the moon, this surgeon have done brain surgeries, and they are also part of Mexican-Americans and Mexicans and whatever they want to label us, it's okay. But, you know, they have great, have done great things. Why don't they put more uh, models to us to, to make an effort? Because that's what I came about when I see the models. When I went to college, they were professors, they were lawyers, they were uh, doctors, and, and I just thought maybe I will never went there, but they told me, yes, you can, yes, you can. And when I came to the university, I don't have the, I don't even know that they, they grade you and they put you into whatever. I went through some kind of a extension program somehow. I managed to come to this university through kind of the lack of the draw, I guess, but to EOP, uh, special circumstances, because I, I'm kind of special too, because I never have no training and I learned and acquire a lot of language. And anything else that I have done has been just through, pure effort and the support of people that make me believe that I can.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, We've been listening to to Jaime Franco, who is running for District 2 City Council, and I want to thank Clara Zapien and Alondra de la Cruz for uh, hosting this interview with me. I'm Shannon Stevens, the host of Central Valley Politics Podcast. And I hope you'll also tune in for another conversation with Mr. Franco. He's going to be talking with Clara and Alondra in um, Espanol. So uh, <laughs> please tune into our next session. Thank you. We hope you found today's Central Valley Politics podcast instructive and enjoyable. Special thanks to our producer, Mariah Esparza, and our engineer Kyle Rankin for pulling all this together. And, of course, a big thank you to Jaime Franco for taking the time to talk to us about the important issues facing the city of Turlock today and tomorrow. Remember, if you have anything you want us to research for you or talk about in a future podcast, please tweet the signal at CSU Signal or me at Shannon Stevens. You can also send an email to Podcasts at gmail.com. And if you want to read more about the candidates, check out their Facebook pages, coverage of them in the Turlock Journal and the Modesto Bee, as well as CSU's Own the Signal, which put out a special election edition on November 2nd. We provide links on our Stan State student media websites, kcss.net and csusignal.com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check back soon for more updates from the team at Central Valley Politics. This is Shannon Stevens at Stan State, where we're doing our part to save the vote.